if you would have asked me five years ago, Cody, do you think you'd ever sit down in front of a camera and just talk into the void and hope somebody's listening? I probably would have told you no. Because I think five years ago, I still wanted to be a nurse, which was such a wild thing because I was still working in factories, wasn't really going to college, but I still like, I still act like that's what I was going to be. Like I was so set. And if you're a nurse, that's wonderful. If you're going to be a nurse, go for it, baby. Go, baby, go. It's just not for me. You know, I thought about it because I thought I wanted to help people, but often I find that sometimes you can help people in other ways than you initially intended to. You know, I don't need to, I don't need, I don't need to be a trauma nurse. I don't need to be a NICU nurse. Sometimes I help the best just by being a listening ear. But I also love to talk. Like, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like, I try to be good at listening, but I'll be, I'll be talking. I'll be talking about everything, which is what this podcast is going to be all about. Anything and everything under the sun. I want to talk about sex workers. I want to talk about religion. I want to talk about politics. Sometimes all three of those intersect. And, like, if you want to talk about Shrek, let's talk about Shrek. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. So I have a second microphone on the way. Because I hope to have people over and let's have a conversation. I want to show the intricacies of human interaction. It's one of my favorite things in the world. Because I've seen a smile turn into marriage vows. And let me tell you all, <laughs> that's a good feeling. Um... I gotta sh- give a shout out to my grandfather actually about this, because without him, I wouldn't be doing this right now. I went over to talk to him, and I was telling him about how excited I am to start this. Like, you know, this is going to be amazing. I'll get to talk to people. We're going to have a good time, and it's something that, like, I, I I'm excited about. I want to do, and it's the first time I've been like this amped over something in a long time. He says you. Uh, You'll need a microphone, right? I was like, well, yeah. So he goes in the garage and he comes out with this little ditty. So thank you to Grandpa. And while I'm talking about him, listen, that man is gold, okay? He's goals and he is gold. Like, he grew, he grew, he raised me until I was seven. Wouldn't that be wild if we just talked about children as though they were plants? Like, yeah, I grew that one. That'd be That'd be the best thing. It'd be, um, I'm going to do that from now on. So he raised me until I was about seven. And while that was probably, you know, the best years. Because grandma would be making cookies all the time. I'd be watching the whole Disney vault. Like it was a great time for me. But in those seven years, I learned a lot about love. And when I was young, my grandmother had a stroke that paralyzed her whole right side. And I watched this man help her get dressed every morning and take her to the grocery store, push her around all the events she wanted to go to. He never complained about it. He just loved her. You know, and I'm sure that there were, there, there were days that he felt tired, but, you know, love is what you do in spite of what you feel. And if I can be half the man he is someday, I'll be a damn good one. But also, like, he be on the flipping game. 
he goes to auctions or yard sales or whatever, and he finds these little things, and he knows the real price, and he's just making that money. Like, I'm so happy for him. Gary V would be so proud of my grandpa. Gary V, what Gary V likes to do is he likes to go to yard sales and find like the mom and dad set of coffee mugs, you know, and he'll get four for a dollar, but then he'll take those two in the four and then sell the set for $10. So for 50 cents, he made a $9.50 profit. It's just the flip game. Like if you want that 500 extra bucks, it's in your cupboard. That's what Gary Gary V teaches. And it really makes me feel like maybe I can do this. Maybe I can do anything that I'd ever wanted to do. I'm just not going about it the right way. Because I think about, you know, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm a factory worker. And I often think about that, that eight-year-old that just plays with Legos all day. And she makes like $3 million a year from subscribers. Like that makes me never want to work another day in my life. But I'm so happy for her. Like she's she's getting her bag, you know what I'm saying? And while I'm talking about the success of other people, when I first started this a month ago, I was talking to everybody about what kind of equipment to use and what I should talk about. Well, one of these people was Cody Deddy. And you know, he was very patient with all my questions and he was very kind to answer them as well. And he asked me, he was excited. He said, what do you want to talk about? I said, anything and everything under the sun, but I know that you have your own podcast and I don't want to step on your toes. I said, I know that, you know, you guys run comedy and, uh, conspiracy theories. And he stopped me. He's like, no, 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 no. Let me explain something to you. He said, there is room at this table for everyone. And there's enough food on this table for everyone. And it kind of just blew my mind. I was like, you know what? He's right. Like, why didn't I do this sooner? What I will say, though, is that everyone that I spoke to about this, like, I didn't really, I, I haven't, I don't think I've spoke to one person in person about doing this. It's all been over the phone. And it really makes me remember that we're all connected but not available. And what I mean by this is it becomes very prevalent when I go to my dad's house because I am a person that I have my phone in my hand all the time. Like they've yelled at me before because they're trying to talk to me and I'm not hearing nothing they're saying. And, you know, back then it was always you damn kids and your cell phones or you damn kids and your games. You're always blah, 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 blah. Now I go over to dad's house and I set my phone face down on the counter to spend time with him. I'm like, hey, dad, you know, I'm 28. I'm trying to find out what's next. You know, does 30 hurt? Like, what's going on? And instead, I get to watch him sit there for an hour and scroll through TikTok, show me funny videos, and he's having a blast. And so I can't blame him, especially because I'm, I'm worse. I'm way worse with TikTok. And he, <laughs> he sends me like 12 a day. And I know it's his way of trying to connect to me, so I love it. You know, I love him. But it's just funny that I get a, you know, you old people in your phones. It's it's really funny that I get to reverse the reverse the roles a little bit. And my sister is absolutely livid with me for showing dad TikTok because he sends her the same amount he sends me. 
She's like, I'm trying to do stuff, and he's just sending me TikToks all day. I'm trying to talk to him. I'm like, well, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Speaking of TikTok, I love that app, okay? And the reason for it is because of how many things I've learned and how many wonderful people that I've came across and met. Now, my TikTok realm is a little weird. You know, I'd be on sex work talk. I'd be on therapy talk kink talk whatever you want to call it like i'll be i'll be i'll be in the i'll be in the trenches but luckily there was one tiktoker that i found early on when i first started and she is wonderful her name is carla and if you would like to look her up it's at orion's underscore charge she is a phenomenal woman she's been on her therapy journey for 10 plus years she's a freelance photographer she's a van lifer and she just she definitely understands how to word things correctly she's a words person and she always gets through to me no matter what like the the subject matter is i always understand it she makes it easy i remember this one video in particular that i shared with my dad it was kind of the thing that started it she said that she used to be a person that planned things. She planned everything, like right down to the bathroom break. And she said every time she went out into the world, she got her ass kicked. Nothing went as planned. Until one day, she said she died out there. She said, so I took the armor off. I said, okay, universe, here I am as I am. She said, it's a funny thing. When you show up authentically, the universe seems to catch you. Well, that message caught me. And since then, I've been trying to practice more vulnerability and authenticity in my life. When someone asks me if I'm doing okay, I'll tell them the truth. Now, I'm not going to, you know, hit them with the hard stuff. But I'll tell them, like, hey, man, you know, today I'm not okay. I will be, but today I'm not. And generally speaking, that usually strikes up a different conversation. It's no longer the, hey, how you been? And now it's the, how can I help? This is what I'm going through. It's a moment to share with each other. And it brings people back together. Like, in the moment, like, actual intimacy. And it's the most wonderful thing I've ever experienced. And while we're on the subject of mental health, if you need a self-care day, take it. Schedule the vacation. Take your day. Get a shower, go to the mall, get your nails did, get your hair done, watch that TV show, whatever you got to do. Take time for you before the time takes you. And I understand what it's like to be burnt out and like you can't enjoy your hobbies when you feel burnt out because you're like, oh, well, I have no time because I'm always at work. And when I'm not at work, I'm doing stuff at home, so I have no time for hobbies. And when I do have hobbies, to hobby time, now I feel like I should be doing something else because you're constantly on the go. I would recommend and suggest that you take a little bit of time out of each day just for yourself. Now, today I took a lot of time for myself. Let me tell you, I'll be, I was a couch potato today, okay? I watched a lot of Netflix I finished the season, the season six finale of BoJack Horseman, so the show is over for me, and for a moment, I was devastated. 
it was such a good show. And I didn't want to watch it originally because I just, I don't know, I wasn't into it. Like, I kept seeing it. I was like, oh, it's a Netflix original. And I was like, why are these, why are these animal people, you know, why are they like intermixed with human people. Like I could understand that the entire universe was animal people, but it got confusing for me. So I was like, I don't, I don't know about that. But back to TikTok, I kept hearing sound bites from the show. And it got me hooked. I was like, I have to check this out. Like these, these sound bites are so good. So I put it on, and the next thing I know, it's three weeks later, and I've watched six seasons. And I don't get me wrong, you know, they're, they're 20, 24, like 25-minute episodes. But that's still, that's half an hour a pop, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a lot. That's a lot of time to be watching Netflix when I could be doing other things, like sweeping or the dishes. But they can wait. I tell you what, another another show that really hooked me was on the History Channel, the show Vikings. When that show came out, it blew up, and every third man that I knew got Ragnar Lothbrok's haircut. You know, you shave the sides, got the undercut. Everybody was doing it. I'm guilty of it. I was the third guy, except for I never quit. Like all these guys, you know, once Vikings quit, they you know they left it alone. They got their haircut, but not me. And the reason for that is because I took it a step farther. I loved the character Ragnar Lothbrook. Loved it. But there was another character that really caught my attention with one gesture. And it his name was King Harold Finehair. And he said that he courted this woman and she told him that he wasn't important enough. Which, back then, you know, that was a legitimate reason to reject somebody. Be like, mm, you a broke boy. Can't do it. But with fame. It was such a weird thing. But he said, okay, what if I become king of old Norway? She's like, oh, well, yeah, if you become king of old Norway, I'll marry you. So he set out on his quest. And he said, someday I'll get to be king of old Norway. And then I can marry the woman I love and cut my hair. His hair was the vow. So I'd like to call it the Harold Finehair challenge, but I'm pretty sure I'm the only one who's doing it because I want to grow my hair until I'm married. I've been growing it since November of 2017. And I really wish that my wife would hurry up because uh, this hair is getting long. It's almost halfway down my back now. And when we get married at the reception, I'll let her cut it and it'll start a new phase of life for me. Meanwhile, all my friends are already in that phase. They're all married. They've all got kids or trying to have kids. And I'm really happy for them. I really am. I'm so blessed to be around so many wonderful people. But I'm not going to lie. Like I like being Uncle Cody. But at some point, I want to be dead. You know what I'm saying? And you know what I'm really excited for? Like, when I think about being a dad, what I'm really excited for? Dressing up for Halloween. 
I mean, maybe I'm just being biased because it's my favorite holiday, but I don't care. I, I'll be 50 years old and I will still wear a costume in public because those are my people. Those people don't care about your opinion. They're there to have a good time and they're going to have it with or without you. That's right, dress as Big Bird. Don't care. So I remember one in particular, one of my favorite memories was I when I was growing up, I always wanted to be a werewolf. Like I thought like I could be a werewolf someday. And I remember this one Halloween, Dad forced me to dress as Dracula. And I hated it. I looked good as, like I looked good as fuck. But I didn't like it. And Dad... The asshole he is, he went out and got like a full werewolf costume. So I, you had little Dracula, little fat Count Dracula running around with a full-grown wolf man. And I remember that Halloween. It was a really fun one. And I can't wait to do that with my kids. Like, Except I'm probably going to try to embarrass my kids on some real shit. Like, I dress as a cookie monster. And just any anytime I see like a famous Amos cookie in their bucket, like I'm going to rip their bucket in half. They better protect them cookies if I'm going as Cookie Monster. Don't judge me. But back to those people that, you know, 50 years old dressing in a Halloween costume. Like, those are my people. Those are authentic people because they don't care about what you have to say about it. Like, showing up authentically gives other people the permission to show up authentically. And I think that's beautiful. And also, while we're on the topic of Halloween, like, I really wanted to own an oddity shop. But when I look at how they go in the world we're in today, an actual physical oddity shop, they never last. Like, you can't say, oh, well, this is the third toe off of a, you know, stuffed iguana that a pharaoh owned. Like, just something off the wall. Nobody's coming in to try to find that. They all browsing. But nobody's looking for something specific at an oddity shop. Except for me. I don't know. It's, 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 it's interesting to think about what passions you have, what you're interested in. And going after them in a realistic way versus an unrealistic way. You know, this wasn't something that I thought I'd ever do. But here I am. And I'm excited about this. Like this was, it was, I don't want to say it was easy to set up, but it happened a lot faster than I expected. Things just kind of fell into place. So I asked before I started looking for equipment and things, I asked a few people, you know, what should I talk about? And my good friend Devin told me I should talk about D&D. But I don't understand because I'm the worst player at the table. Like, I don't, you know, I don't remember all the rules. I have to look at my spells every single turn to make sure, that, you know, what I'm trying to do. So I, I really feel bad sometimes because my friends, they're so good at it. They're so good at D&D. And... I'm just there to have a good time because I really, really love the role play aspect of it, but the rules I'm not so good at. I'm talking, these, these guys know things down to the physics, down to the physics. They're like, oh, well, you know, if you was to throw this, an item that's this many pounds from this height, 
they've got the actual physics of D&D down. And by the way, it doesn't always match up with just regular physics. Like if you're on a different plane of existence, it's different rules there, babe. And I'm probably going to have him on the show at some point in time. So you'll have to listen to him about how bad I am a player. Now, we've been a group for probably four or five years now. I think going every other week, you know, every now and then we might skip a session, but we've done two campaigns together with the same five people and we're on our third one. And this new one is set in ancient Greece. It's got centaurs, minotaurs, like fawns, um, medusas. I can't remember the actual name of what medusas race is. Like, I don't think that they're all called Medusas, but they're not called Gorgons, because Gorgons is something different, I believe. Anyway, so Devin actually has been our DM for a long time, and for the first time ever, JB has taken up the mantle and given Devin a break. So Devin getting to play a player character is really refreshing. However... I want to know how he makes players so OP. I think it's because he was a DM and he definitely understands the mechanics and, you know, how to layer things. But I'm not going to say that or admit it. I just think he cheats. I think you cheat, Devin. I'll give you a chance to explain when you're on the show. But having said that, I want to hear about y'all's hobbies. I want you to get a hold of me on Instagram. I'm from Curved Horns on Instagram. I am, um, well, most of the people that are going to watch this most likely already have me on my socials. So go ahead and get a hold of me. Message me. Tell me about your hobbies, what you would like to do. Who knows? We might have you up on an episode. It'll be great. We'll have a conversation. In the meantime, I think it's about time I got off here. I have to work tomorrow, and y'all don't want to hear me ramble on forever. Here soon I'll have somebody on, and we can bounce off of each other, and it'll be a great conversation. For those of you that actually tuned in, thank you. I'm grateful for you, and I can't wait to talk to you. This is from Curved Horns. You have a lovely evening.